Hello, Tomies. I'm Rhett, the Dungeon Master for Stack of Dice, and I hope you're enjoying the Tomes of the Chaos Bard podcast as much as I am. If you're all caught up on episodes and looking for more family-friendly adventure, check out the Stack of Dice podcast. Our 5th edition D&D game is set in Vardalon, a world where long-lost magic is slowly returning. When evil threatens, unlikely heroes set out to save the world and find friendship, danger, and a whole lot of laughter along the way. We share an epic story and world-building tips to help you start your own game, so join our table today. You can find Stack of Dice on all major podcast platforms, and our social media links are in the show notes. And now, on with the show. You are listening to Tones of the Chaos Bard. Welcome back, listeners, to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am DM Dave, and to the left we have... Henley. Boudreau. Groth and Lila. Roscoe. And Fenrir. And last time, Henley and Fenrir found out that Mendrick did not write the letter to the bandits back at the Hollow. And that Mendrick is in talks with the Duke about making the Hollow Mines a new prison mine. They met with Brighton, one of Garatha's friends, to figure out how to get them into the Duke's party, because Brighton works there. Roscoe sealed the deal with Arthanel to get him into the party as well, and in return, he healed Alim. Shazam! Bam. So last time we left, Arthanel just put away his little magic gem, sealed it up, and put I it in his phone. absolutely no idea what that is, right? No. Great. It did give a, an orange light in the whole room. And give you feelings of positivity, of hope, and actually made you feel physically better as well. Ooh. And now Aleem is now touching her face and feeling her hands. And we left off with her saying, I am whole. And she's still touching and feeling herself. Bronstrom kind of like shocked, of course. Miss, Miss Aleem, is, is that you? And Aleem looks up at him and says, Yes, Bronstrom, I I haven't felt this good in a long time. I she looks towards Arthanel and is like thank you, kind sir. That I don't know how to repay you. Arthanel just gives a slight bow of the head and he says it was all part of a deal with your friend here, Roscoe. My job here is done. Sir Roscoe, can we go meet with this contact of yours? Nah. It, he's finalizing stuff. So as soon as I have the details as to where we need to be and when we need to be, you'll have them. Very well. I, my job is done here. I will return to my tent. You will know when to where to find me. And he just bows at Aleem and he walks out. Boudreaux gives, when he leaves, gives mm-hmm. him like a deep, almost a bow, I guess. Okay. You can tell that he's very respecting, he really respects this guy. And he gives a nod back. So Aleem turns her attention to Bronstrom because Bronstrom approaches her and like puts a hand on her, on her, put his hand on her shoulder. And she's like, oh, my dear Bronstrom. You have been so kind to me the last couple years, but I know what you've done. 
and I am going to release you. I would like you to pack your things and leave by morning. But, but, Alim, I forgive you for what you have done, for I know where your heart was, but you did it in the wrong way, and I cannot stand for that. Please leave, Bronstrom. This is, will be better for both of us. You see Bronstrom, like, he's sad, but he's also very angry. And he looks at Roscoe and Boudreaux, shooting dagger eyes, and then he turns and leaves. It's not what I intended. Boudreaux scooches over to Roscoe, just kind of like, oh my goodness. (laughs) So, now that I have a clear head, would you like to talk about the hollow? I would. If you are up for it. I haven't felt this good in a very long time. It's like two minds have now melded into one. And I think clearly now. That's good. Did you still need to meet with the Duke? Cause... Yes, I would still like to meet with him. We still... There is one particular thing that I wish to uh, do before I leave. Where are you leaving? Well, for a long time, I've wanted to go back home to Dengal. Back where my family originated from. And now that I can think for myself, I'd like to return there. So I do still plan on selling the hollow. And just starting a new life, though probably a very short one. Returning back to Dengal. And and can I ask what it is that you need to do with the Duke still? I wish to punch him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it, lady. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. I don't know if we can do that, though. He He has caused my family much hardship with his past antics with my father and everything. And I wish to repay him for that I have a counter proposal Hmm. that keeps you out of jail I doubt that he would throw a 94 year old woman into jail Eh. for very long what if you just didn't sell the hollow to Mendrick because he's in cahoots with the duke and instead just sold it to Dwal who just wants the mines is going to let the city do whatever the city wants. Mm. I could very easily do that, yeah. Though I feel bad for Noland and his loved one, Grendel. I, I feel bad for them as well. Maybe I'll take him, take them with me. I think that would probably be a good idea. Oh, that, that might be real good. They probably need... I'll talk to Joanne and see. But... I do agree. And you said this Dwal would like to purchase the mines? Yeah, yeah, he's willing to... I I mean, granted, we're just kind of the middleman here, and ultimately it's got to be up to you and, you know, some conference with the folks back there at the Hollow, but he's willing to match what Mendrick was, was offering as well as making things a little easier for them there financially, so... Well, if you feel that is Dwal is the right answer, then I will go with that. I owe you, your group, much for 
healing me and taking care of me. I do believe that now that I can prove my sanity, I could go down and to the civic civil center and work out a deal there to get the hollow into you. I have a memory of Colin is there, correct? Correct. I do trust that young man. It's been a long time since I've seen him, but I know the hollow is dear to him. So I believe that I will leave the hollow to him. I don't think that would be a bad idea. Sounds good to me, and I'll be meeting with Dwal tomorrow morning, first thing, so we can get something signed up with him and... And if you could just have him meet me, if you are going to speak to him, have me meet me there tomorrow, or we can have some kind of discussion between me and him about the price yeah. and everything. Yep. I'll be meeting him first thing, probably around 9 o'clock, so I'll just see if he's available maybe around 11 o'clock. I think we can make that work. Have some tea. Though I do wish I could go to the party, but you're probably right. It probably wouldn't be... I don't oh, but know. But it would be glorious. Oh, you know, I, I have heard that you can write real angry letters, you know. Hmm. Hmm. You could even embarrass him somehow, but you didn't hear that from me. And like, post like a funny painting of him or something. I don't know, but you could do something. <laughs> I like your thinking, Dwarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Maybe I can whip up something and post it on the... <gasps> does he have a statue? He does not, no. Oh, damn. I was going to say, you could, you could like put a funny hat on it or something. Well, he's already wearing a ridiculous hat. <laughs> and it's only there to cover up his baldness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I make a suggestion? Yes. I know you've forgiven him, and I know his his path was not probably the best actions to take but given the circumstances and everything involved you're about to make a lot of money off of this and then potentially take his son away if you're going going to take them make amends with Bronstrom and take him with you he's cared for you for so long his 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 son's about to lose everything if you make this deal i think it would be good for all parties involved to just make amends and move away and be done with mendrick completely because ultimately, I mean, can you blame – Grant, you've got to understand that he was dealing with your situation as well. And sometimes, you know, you've, there was two sides to that coin. And he was trying to do what was he thought was best for his, his son. I will only take Noland and his wife-to-be under their permission, of course. Bronstrom, however, he kept me in this condition. I know that he's mentioned to you that he has seen clerics and such, but he had not. He had never tried to heal me. Him and his, my dear sister, rest her soul, they've always had a rough life because of her being an illegitimate child. So people look down upon them and everything. I may have not treated them the best either because of the situation, because of the name that they ruined. Our name that was once held nobility. But when I got struck with the sickness, they never helped. They took advantage. 
a lot of the money and wealth that I've had was all used in good purposes. Bronstrom used it to take his children, his two older children, put them in good schools and everything, but he stole every penny of mine to do that and even to help his, help his dear wife when she died. I can forgive him for what he did in stealing my money for a good cause, but I cannot forgive him for keeping me in that condition for all those many years. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Makes sense. Um, I do, then, I just want to bring one one more concern. The locket. Do you remember giving me a locket prior to the tournament? You see her, like, reach up and grab something, but it's not there. Yes. So the other side of you threw it at me. I do remember. Use that to pay. Well, I took it. And I went down to use it to pay for the entry, and it was incredibly valuable. It's like a thousand gold pieces. It was quite a bit. I didn't use it. I brought it back and and met with Bronstrom, and out of you know good conscience and faith, I gave it back to him, and I said, this needs to stay with the family because I couldn't use it. He's got that locket, so... Can I ask what it is? I mean, why it's so valuable? So don't get me wrong. I could use a thousand gold right now, but I couldn't do that. It is just an old family heirloom that was made for my mother. My father, Cornwall, made it for my mother, and that's the pictures that are in there. Maybe we could ask for it back. He hasn't left yet. Yes, I would like that very much back in my possession. He has taken too much from me already. We'll go cautiously talk to him real quick for you and see if we can't get that back, and then we'll be on our way. Yes, and I will I will be here for anything that you need. I owe you, you two, your group, a lot. And I appreciate your sticking your nose in our business, we could say. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I guess then we'll go off to talk to... Bronstrom real quick to see if you can't get the locket back. Okay. So you go up. You you can hear him moving stuff around. And he's you can tell by his the noise and looking into the room and his actions, you can see he's very irritated. So I'm going to have, obviously I don't have my glaive. Yeah. But I'm going to have one of my daggers kind of just not like in my hand, but like ready to go (laughs) kind of resting your hand on your just kind of like yeah just like right there because i don't know and i'll politely and yet nervously knock on the door because this guy's like twice my height (laughs) so he turns to you and what i want you to know this wasn't how we planned on this going and even after everything i tried defending you and asking aleem to let you stay this was not my intention. He's just being quiet. That being said, I need to inquire about that locket and recover it for Aline, please. And he reaches, goes over to one of his uh, bags that he's packing and grabs it out. And he just tosses it to you, but he tosses it like right in front of you on the ground. Can I roll, Can I catch roll it? to catch it? Yeah. <laughs> 
at the same time. Can we do that? <laughs> Try and catch it? Sure, make a, uh, let's see. Well, like a dex or like an Slide acrobatics? I'll let you choose. Choose acrobatics or sleight of hand. Uh, I rolled a 12. Okay. Six. <laughs> That's All a combined I 18. Of, I was, I was <laughs> All behind him. All that I can him. think about right now is, you're fired! <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is what we're saying, yes, right? Yes, exactly. You're fired! You're fired! <laughs> yeah, Roscoe, you are able to catch it. Yeah. With a little bump from Boudreaux from behind you. He's like, oh, I'll get it. Oh, never mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so you're able to catch it before it hits the ground. Look at him and be like, thank you. And I'm sorry, and I hope things work out for you. And he just blankly stares at you. I grab your arm and pull you out of the room. Okay. Uh, you guys heading out now? Yeah, I'll just head down, give her the locket, be like, don't lose this. Yeah. I'm going to put my spells away you. now. <laughs> and, yeah, that's all I got. And then, I mean, tomorrow morning, obviously, okay. we'll need to meet with Dwal, but that can, okay. can be a quick conversation. Perfect. Okay, we will jump to Fenrir and Garatha. Yay! <laughs> Heading up. Zeb to... does not look excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited. I'm excited. Okay, so we head up to the Monarch District. You guys get to the gate. There's two guards there, of course. Do I recognize them? They, yes. Jeff and do. Larry? No, Wasn't different it... ones. I hadn't met Jeff and Larry before. Oh, Generic yeah. NPC one. Sure <laughs> here. We'll edit the name later. Yes, but it's the other two. But anyways, yes. Yeah. Anyway. It's them. Brighton walks up to him and he's like, I need to take these two up to the Duke's manor. They are gonna be trained for helping out with the the party here coming soon. And he hands him a bunch of papers. Larry starts looking through it. He's like, yeah, it all checks out. Yeah, go ahead. And you guys start heading up. And he turns to turns to Garatha and whispers, he's like, I'm glad that worked. You mean it wasn't supposed to? These are not my papers. What? Oh, Why does that not surprise me from you? <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't look at it too closely. But anyways, yeah, let's let's head up. So you guys head up to the manor. There, there's a lot of busyness going on, a lot of cleaning, a lot of preparation, a lot of decorations going up. Brighton takes you to this tall, middle-aged and lean a human. And she's dressed in like a, a fancy but functional red dress. She seems very calm amongst kind of the chaos going on. People are rushing up to her, talking to her, and she just gently... Talks to him, points him in a direction, and they head out. She's somebody that I recognize. You would recognize her. Her name is Eileen Frank. She is kind of the party planner. If there's some big celebration or some event happening, she's the one who controls everything. Mm -hmm. You, Garatha, would know that she's a very kind person, a very organized person, and you've never seen her angry. She's just very calm. Ever. Yep, she's just very calm. Until today. <laughs> um, I'm going to relay that information to uh, Fenrir over here and who she is. Brighton goes up and he's like, Eileen, I found us a bard that could possibly do it. We, he wants to try out for the entertainment part of things. And she kind of turns to him and gives Brighton a smile. And she's like, ah, you always find a way to make me smile. <laughs> 
I really appreciate it. Who may this be? Oh, this this is... It's kind of weird to see Brighton kind of standoffish. Not standoffish, but um, not as forward as he normally is. Nerve. He's very... Um, he's stumbling a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Does he actually like her? <laughs> oh. You would know that she is married. <laughs> it's kind of weird to see him acting this way. Right. He's like, yes, this is uh, Fenrir. Fenrir, this is Eileen Frank. She's the one who will be you will be trying out for. Awesome. How's it going, Eileen? It going very well. So you are a bard. Yes. Are you, what education do you have? Did you graduate or did, are you self-taught? Uh, no, I graduated. I graduated from <laughs> Williams Flagonaires College of Arts. That's a very highly esteemed bard college. I studied there amongst other places around in Kelef and Very, very well. Uh, what, what, other, what other places have you played for? Uh, just honestly, just bars here, here and around in different cities in Kelleth. I played a little bit in Hayden's Hollow. I've did a little bit of a show down in Dale, I believe was the name of the town. Uh, Glendale? Glendale. Oh, okay. Yeah, Glendale. Um, after I graduated, I kind of was just more or less bouncing from town to town, just studying more about different stories to tell and... Um, here I am with this, with Lila Grotha here. She's part of our, part of our group and we have, you know, three or four others. And, um, you know, we, we, we did have this one time where as we were, um, on our journey here up to Glendale, we encountered an ankeg. And an ankeg, what, what is an ankeg? Oh, an ankeg is like a, it's like this big giant, massive, like ant looking thing. It has two different or four different. I think this one had four, four different like claws and things, and it can bur- burrow underground. And um, and we ended up going down into its lair. Oh. And um, as we were down in there, multiple like we we were able to defeat it, and we we were able to defeat it and save our party member who who was she, the reason why she left our party though. She wanted to help save us because we she because we were in this big peril. We got captured by a bounty hunter. And so she went off to try to save us, and we ended up saving her. And, <laughs> ah, and, and it, it was it was it was awesome. But anyway, the the ankeg was you know they were like right up in our face, she, and right up. And Lila Garotha can say this. Benny, Benny, you're excited <laughs> and you're nervous, but save it for later. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am. He gets overly excited while telling stories. I can tell most most bards get on a roll, and they just. Don't want to stop. <laughs> I've oh, enough with many of his kind. It is true with him as well. It's nice to see you again. Have we met? Um, briefly, previously, I'm Hanar's daughter. Another yes. one of his daughters. Same one. Just, I look a little bit different now. I had an accident happen a while ago. And now I'm different. And your name? Garatha. Garatha. The name sounds familiar, yes. I Lots lot, of questions with you. A lot taller before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I guess we'll leave that there. 
But we'll have to talk more because that really intrigues me. But I do need to get with. Yes, ma'am. Of course. Fen- Mr. Fenrir's audition here. So, what instrument are you going to play? Um, so I have a plethora, but my my best one is the viol. I kind of pull that out and show her. Very nice. Um, I also have a drum here that 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 I will incorporate into into a few things. Okay. Well, I won't hold you any longer. Go ahead and demonstrate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Fender goes over. He's starting to get everything put together, um, and. You know, he he. Is there like a stage or anywhere that he can like go up on top of, or is it just in front of her right there? There is. So in this room, you're seeing a great big room. It has kind of levels to it. There is really, and so like the very bottom floor is kind of like the stage floor, and everybody else's seating goes up. Think like a football stadium where all the seats rise up. Most entertainment stadiums they go up, and they'll all be focusing on you on the ground. On okay. the main level. Okay, so I go down to that ground main level in like the center of the stadium. Okay. And I pull out my viol and I tell her, you know, this is just a kind of a compilation of a few different songs that I've put together. Um, it's just a synopsis of, of four different songs. And um, you can kind of just to demonstrate my my skills. Okay. And he, and he goes, <clears throat> Welcome to the land of Keleth. Am I going to fit in? Jumped on the horse. Here I am for the first time. Look to my right and I see the Trigroven sign. This is all so crazy. They say, they can say I've lost my mind. I don't care. I don't care. So call me crazy. We can play in this world that we design. I know everybody in this party has a role in this party. So maybe I can roll with mine. I can lead with pride. I can make us strong. I'll be bona fide as I play along. But the voice inside sings a different song. What is wrong with me? Look out, because here I come, and I'm marching on to the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. <laughs> yeah! I originally was going to Encore! Beautiful. I was originally going to have you roll something, but... I'm not going to have you. <laughs> that was awesome. That was so cool. I haven't done this for a very long time or if at all in this podcast, but give yourself a inspiration die. Woo! Yeah. So it's the first one. I think it is the first one. I think one. so. So as a DM. We talked about giving it to someone else, but we never did. We never did. So as a DM, if I really like the role playing or the planning or something that the par- characters did it in character, I can give them an inspiration die. As which a reward. Pretty much, exactly. It pretty much gives them advantage on any 20-sided die that they roll. They get to decide when to use it. So Eileen just sits there, listen, you can tell she's enjoying it. And when you finish, she like does like that very polite, soft clap. I think 
That was, lo- I think that was lovely. Thank you, you. You can definitely have that spot. Sweet. And I think we may move you to near the main attraction that night. That was very well done. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. Your, your studies have paid off. Yeah. Yes, they have. So about that and keg, you know, I look. Yes, we may talk about that later. There is much that I need to get back to and prepare. Okay. Uh, Brighton, will you make sure that they get the proper paperwork and make sure they get it this time? The appropriate people get the paperwork this time. Uh, Yes, ma'am. And she just politely bows her head and she's like, excuse me. It was nice to see you again, Garatha. I get that all the time. You too as well, ma'am. Okay, and she leaves. Dude, that was awesome. I didn't know you were that good. You didn't ask. I mean... You haven't ever heard me play down at the... Weren't you there that first night that I played down there? I was not. Where did not. you leave? I, I was... Where, where did you play at? Stubbs Pub and Grub. Oh, I don't, I don't visit that place very often. Isn't that where we met you? At the Hammer Tavern. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Stubbs Pub and Grub is a little too high class for me. It uh, always has been. <laughs> I prefer hanging out with the miscreants a little bit more. They're more my my people. Gotcha. They are fun to hang out with, but they don't quite have the money I'm looking for. I can <laughs> see that too. Yeah. They like to spend it on drink rather than entertainment. True. Okay. Is there anything else you two so would Brighton, like to do? So, about this paperwork that you stole, come tell me about it. We, uh, we don't sh- have to do it now. Right. And he takes you aside and he just explains that he's snuck it from Eileen to get you guys up here to it. If you guys, depending on what you guys wanted right, to do, right, right, right. He, <gasps> he has a lot of the paperwork that he can forge hmm. and take care of. I mean, that's what he's good at. So. Yep. Okay. Um, anything else that you wanted to do up here? Funny. Uh, no. All right. Okay. But uh, now that I got permission, we can head over here and we can go get these officially signed. And so you guys may be able to get up here. However, with these, you do have to come straight here. If you do are found kind of wandering the Monarch District with these papers, that you will be escorted out and they will be taken. So you got to make your way straight up to the Duke's place, the Duke's Manor here. All right. Nobody, and you have to make sure they're visible, so nobody, you know, stops you or anything. But I will need. You guys could probably come. I don't know. Well, Garatha, you're coming with your dad, right? Yep. Okay. So your dad could probably actually. I could probably take it to him. You guys could plan out. <gasps> That'd be wonderful. But Fenrir, we'll go take care of your your papers right now. Awesome. We'll take care. Of, we'll go escort Lila, then we'll take you. Never meant Lila's Garatha. Sorry, Garatha. We'll take Garatha there and take care of that real fast. So he takes you to your dad, Hanar, leaves you there, and he takes Fenrir to get your paperwork filled out. Did you want to have a conversation with your dad at all or just kind of hang out? We can hang out, just hang out and talk, and then Lila makes an appearance again asking where the best place in the city to buy some new clothes because she needs something fancy for the party. <laughs> yes, we could probably find some 
a good shop said, how much money do you have? I got a bet. Depends on... I mean, I want something fancy, but... I'm also only, probably only going to wear it once. You know what I mean? So, pro- mid-range. A lot of the mid-range things that could bro- go for 10 to 50 silver will probably be in the central district. Great. What if I wanted something a little bit more... You would probably, if you want anything from the Monarch District, it will be more of a hundred silver plus. Great. I can probably afford either one of those. However, if anybody else in my party wanted to do anything, I don't know that they'd be able to. So probably just for mid-range. It'd be great. Central District would probably be the best. Oh, thank you, sugar. And the place probably to go to is Rags to Riches. Rags to Riches. I think... I think I've seen it, passed it a couple of times. You may have if you've been walking the Central District quite often. Great, yeah. As always, it's been amazing. Yes, I do you have your proper paperwork. Oh, no. So I, I'm sorry, Sugar. I got so distracted no. talking to you. Here, come with me. I yes, can, yes, I can course, help you out. Of course, of course. So he gets you the proper pa- paperwork. It's the... Paperwork that has like a yellow, it's a blue paper, but it has like a yellow border around it. Uh-huh. Specifically it, for the party? Correct. Did you give me one or both of them? Venry already got his. No, but because I had my plus one. Like, oh, we, yes. There was the he, two can get, he can get two, one for Roscoe as well. Okay. Correct. I will come pick you up the day of the party, just an hour before the party begins. All right. Now... Because there is two of us, and we can kind of, you know, we share. <clears throat> do you want me here, or do you want Garatha here? Which will be easier for you? Though I enjoy your company, I do want to spend time with my daughter. Of course, of course, I understand. But you may make an appearance every now and then, of course. Oh, thank you! Just not too much, because we don't want too much attraction drawn to you. I'll keep it low-key, of course. Yes, I, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Okay, so he, you are escorted back down to through the Monarch District, back to the Central District. Okay. As you guys were traveling through the Monarch District, you do see lots of really fancy places. There's a few wizard um, shops that have magical items and stuff. Fanny, did you want... Did you want to see if we could stop and see any of those magical things before we head out? I mean, I I can't afford anything in those places. It'll be okay. You can't afford it, but I didn't waste all my money on something that we didn't win. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Brighton speaks up. He's like, you guys probably wouldn't be able to afford it anyway. How would you know? Well, I've taken a gander at some of those things. Yeah, I've heard about your gandering. Hey. Man's God needs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was your deal with Eileen, Brighton? What do you mean? Oh, sugar, Garoth has told me all about you. You never stumble over anything. Oh, she's just my boss. I was just trying to. Just your boss. It makes you more nervous than I've seen anybody since I saw Flabber the fish flitting, sitting on the side of the road there. And how to toss him back in the river. You never know what that thing will do. He's kind of crazy. Anyway, I've seen you to be more nervous than a fish out of water. That was just 
this job's important to me and I don't want to screw it up by want... embarrassing myself in front of her. Ooh, well, it's probably a good thing that Groth was there, not me, then. I'd embarrass the crap out of you. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see who it is. You like Groth, the one you like. <laughs> <laughs> and so he guys takes you down and escorts you, and he he's going to continue walking with you guys down through the Central District. Okay. He's going to hang out. Okay. Then we're just going to kind of chat. Okay. Go look at that store you wanted to go look at, Rags to Riches. Yeah. yeah. Um... We'll jump to Henley real fast. Henley, you're still with Mara, discussing a few things. Mara explains to you what your job's going to be. I'm going to have you be a guard that stands by the, the kitchens. You'll be there with a tiefling named Rashik. He'll kind of help you stand guard there and just keep an eye out on any kind of troublemakers. If somebody starts getting rowdy or something, you kind of just calm them down and just make sure nobody's entering the kitchen that shouldn't be entering or exiting. You'll get you'll be up there kind of early, probably in the morning of the party to get familiar with who is supposed to be there and who is not supposed to be there. Any questions? Um will I be at the party or just in by the kitchens? The kitchens are close to the the main party, mm. the main large room that they have their little celebration in. So you'll be able to see things but your main job is just to make sure nobody... No one tampers with the food? Nobody tampers with the food, and nobody tries to enter or exit those those places. And do I keep my weapons? You will be allowed to keep your weapons, yes. But, of course, never draw them unless they're needed. Mm-hmm. We don't want to cause a ruckus. Absolutely. And... I plan on putting my ranger uniform back on. Is that appropriate? That would be very appropriate. I think people seeing somebody in uniform, they get that little respect, especially a ranger, would get a a lot of respect. So if anything does happen, they'll probably listen more than maybe one of us. (laughs) Right. Um, One other question, completely different from what we've been discussing. Um, my brother is a fine woods craftsman, but is looking to study under a master. Do you know anyone or someone a part of the fire giant forge that is looking for an apprentice or is willing to take on an apprentice? We are always looking for new, new hands. We are somewhat of a new, new presence up here. Yeah, I could definitely talk to Gundrick just just across the street at the Fire Giant Forge and see if he needs any help. It would be nice. My brother came here to study and hasn't been able to find anyone yet, so that would be great. Yeah, just send him over there. I'll give Gundrick a heads up that I'm calling in a favor for him, and he could probably figure something out. Have him bring some kind of something that he's been working on or finished. I, that would probably definitely help. I'm sure Gundred's going to run him through a couple trials to see how good he is. Mm. And it's not just Can work he stole. Can we see him now? Because he made my bow. And I kind of set it there. Like, not out of my hands, but like presenting it to her. And Mara, like, reaches out, giving you a look of like, can I grab it? And she then sets okay. it on her hands. And she like... Pulls the string back. You can tell that she's familiar with sh- shooting a bow. Mm-hmm. Just her technique and everything. 
running her hand along the wood. And she's like, this is very fine work. He made this. Yes. Well, I'm sure if you present this to Gundrick, he'd probably be very interested. He's got a lot of metal workers, but not a lot of woodworkers there. He wants to be a uh, bowman to make bows specifically, but I'm sure he wants to do other things. My brother, his name is Rowan. Rowan. Okay. Yeah. We could head over there right now and we could take care of some things. Yes, please. And she, she, just give me one second. She goes out the back. You hear her call for somebody named Drusilla to watch the front office for a little bit. Then she's going to go. Drusilla! (laughs) (laughs) You hear some like back comments of like, I don't have time for that. This I got to get get going. She's like, just, it'll be five minutes. Just relax, Drusilla. And you head out. Okay. You go to Gundrick, you present it to him. Whoa, this is, this is very nice. And how old is this boy? Fourteen. He's very young. With talent. Well, if you bring him here, I do want to run him through a few tests to see if he can handle the pressure of being part of my crew. Absolutely. I will send him on. Good, good. I'll see him bright and early in the morning. I'll make sure he knows. He'll be here. He better. He'll be here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He better. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, you finish up things with Mara and Gundrick and... She'd probably head to Choirs and Atramentum to see if her brother is there. That's the pencil shop. The pencil shop. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) bookshop. So you get there. It seems like you you walk in, and it seems pretty quiet, but you do hear some noises coming from the back. As you make your way through, you walk into the kitchen, and you can kind of, as you get closer, you hear giggling a little bit. She starts to sneak Roll a stealth check. One. It's not a one. (laughs) That's an improvement. (laughs) But it is in the single digits. (laughs) I didn't think a zero was possible. (laughs) Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Getting better. Slowly. Only by two. (laughs) That's a 12. Well, that's not bad. Well, I have a plus seven to (laughs) my stealth. That's very helpful. Okay, you're able to sneak up and you kind of open up the door to the kitchen. You can see, like, them, they're cooking dinner. And you just see them playfully. Who's them? Oh, sorry. It's uh, Lizbeth and Rowan. You can see them, (laughs) you know, just teasing and playing with each other as they're cutting up potatoes and getting dinner ready. Do I overhear anything? They're just talking about their day and... Kind of just about their lives, getting you to know each other. You overhear them getting to know each other and flirting with each other. That's what you hear. Very heavy flirting. <laughs> okay. For sure. I sneak back out and then stand up and then walk through the door. Like, I knock on the door frame. Okay. You do hear shuffling like a their jump and you walk through. They jump apart. <laughs> <laughs> away from each other. Nothing to see here. Uh, Rowan? Uh, yes. Oh, Henley, hi. Hi. Um I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just helping cooking dinner. Uh-huh. Okay. Um I may have found you an apprenticeship. 
Really? Uh, where? With Gundrick at the Fire Giant Forge. The Fire Giant Forge? Mm-hmm. That's... Really? I tried I... to get in there earlier, and they said they were looking I for anything. I spoke with the leader of the Swords and Shields so that I could be a guard at the party, and I showed her your work on my bow that you gave me, and she took me to Gundrick, and I showed him the bow, and he wants to see you bright and early tomorrow. Lizbeth speaks up. She's like, that's awesome. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Henley. You're welcome, Rowan. That's what a big sister does. Look out for her little brother. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate it. Yeah, I haven't had much of a luck. Yeah, that's what uh, Lizbeth's dad told me. You were been uh, hanging around with Lizbeth. Uh, you know, just trying to help out, made earn my keep. Of course. Like Mom said, Mom taught us well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we always gotta keep... keep going. <laughs> have you written her a letter yet? Uh, no. Have you? Have you? No. Okay. <laughs> We're good then. <laughs> we probably should write her. Mom. Yeah, we probably should. You know, she'll probably... <laughs> she might send the whole, uh... Everybody after us. Yes, yes, indeed. indeed. I well, just re- I just imagine them like staring at each other after the no, and there's like, this really bad like pregnant pause, like oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> but relieved that the other one hasn't done yeah, it. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh good, we're both in trouble, not just one of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I I I should probably get. I'll finish up dinner here, and I'll probably go uh, write that. Mm. I just yeah, just gotten busy. Me too. Mm. <coughs> yeah. It, anyways, uh, I'm going to get back to cooking. Okay. Did you want to talk about anything else? He, like, looks at Lizbeth, and he's like, uh, do, do you want to talk about anything else? No. But I hope you get this job. Uh, it, yeah. Um. Oh! I didn't ask how the tur- tournament went. Mm, it was bad. Really bad. Oh. But we didn't make it in. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Lizbeth, uh, give me a minute. Lizbeth kind of just shakes her head, and you guys walk out into the other room. He's like, do you want to talk about it? You seem kind of shaken by that. Oh. Uh-huh. Just did really bad. I don't like crowds. At least not anymore. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that you joined the tournament. Well, it was for a good cause. <laughs> but um, hopefully we have that all worked out now, though. The, yeah. Oh, good. Good. I'm... I'm glad. I'm glad things are working out. Things are kind of working out good for me, too. I only wish you the best. I hope you can become a, a truly a master bowsmith. She looked just, like, pretty awkward. Like yeah, this is, <laughs> Both of you are kind of like, you both get a sense that there is something to talk about, but nobody's willing to initiate the uh-huh, talk. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. The, 
cra- crafting bows just gets me gets me closer to dad, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel when I'm out hunting or tracking and being with other rangers, feel closer to him. Yeah, I know there was one time that I was, you know, like when, when dad died and you you left to go back to ranger school, I'd, I didn't understand why at first. I was actually very angry at you. Yeah. But mom, mom told me something that it actually got me back into carpentry. Cause you know, when dad was alive, dad was alive. Like he was trying to teach me how to do boat, you know, try to craft bows and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah. If I ever need, if I ever need something, you know, dad's always there. Yeah. You know, if, if I didn't remember how to do something with the bow that dad was there to always. He was always there when we needed him. Yeah. But then when he when he died, you know, it's, that knowledge is gone. I didn't have anything. And then you left. And we all know that you were his favorite. I was not. Yeah. Shots fired. I, I wasn't. I don't, I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, but you, you were. But anyways. Thanks, Rowan. <laughs> anyways, sorry. I'm just, there's a lot of... It's not easy carrying his mantle. No, and I, mom explained to me that, because I did vent my frustrations of how you just up and left me to take care of the family, you know, but she explained to me that you're a lot like dad, where you got to go have time to think about things, to go busy yourself to come to terms with things and I that motivated me to pick up carpentry to pick up where dad left off he did leave a lot of notes Hanley looks like on the brink of tears right now Hmm. holding him back though trying to be big and brave yeah (laughs) yeah I just it was hard to leave mom all by herself with the two boys but I think it was, I mean, much like you, it was time to go and be close to dad. You know, carpentry is... about your age when I left. It's one way to keep him close is to make these bows. I just sometimes, as I curve out the bow and, you know, sand it down, I just sometimes I feel his hands, you know, just curve... And kind of sometimes I hear his voice just saying, no, not too fast, you know. I just... Yeah. Hanley's tears on her face now. Yeah. I just wish, you know, I'd have, I'd have spent more time with him instead of always, always fighting with him and arguing with him to not work. <laughs> Henley just goes over to her brother, doesn't say anything, and just hugs him close it's like i feel him with me too and you guys just hug and have a moment and then the door opens <laughs> and roscoe like, and Boudreau like, walk in uh, <laughs> um <clears throat> i'm in the middle of saying something to Boudreau. okay what are you saying <clears throat> henley's wiping away tears too <laughs> i'm looking at Boudreau and i'm like 
You know, it's not that I don't like potatoes. <laughs> okay, because I do. Potatoes are delicious. Mm-hmm. But I don't like being generalized with the potato. No, you I, know, I, yeah, they see a halfling and they're like, potato, potatoes. But potatoes, you, you got to be delicate with them. You got to know when to boil them. You got to know when to mash them. Yeah, no. You got to know when they belong in a stew. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. And they've got to be seasoned properly. Yeah. So the occasional potato now and then isn't going to hurt me. I just don't like being asked every day that someone sees me, you're a halfling. Tell me the secret of the potato. That's not my life. But like, yes, but like, think about it. Like, you are an expert, you know? I am. But I'm not a farmer. I just eat them. Sorry, you're so (laughs) passionate right now. In your voice, you're like so like gentle and just like. And today we will be. And I'm like, sorry. (laughs) And glance up, and there's Henley and Rowan just staring awkwardly. You could see that they had been crying. (laughs) I'm just look at him and be like, I hate potatoes. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of potatoes, I need to uh, get back in the. In the kitchen, um, yeah, I guess I'm gonna be too. Uh, yeah, good catching up, it. Rowan. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah it's, it's, we'll, I'm we'll going to the kitchen later. too. That makes perfect sense. I see what, what you got making. Uh, I guess you can tag, tag along. No, of course, you want me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're in there just making some potatoes, of course. <laughs> and I know like, there's <laughs> a certain cool. person that doesn't like me in there. <laughs> Yeah. Sees you walk in, she's like, uh, no, you are not helping. Whoa, whoa, no, you I got more experience than you You before you touch anything, you need to go wash. <gasps> wash what? That. <laughs> and she just like points at all of he you. You just and he's pointed like, to all of me. Why are you? He why pats is Garasa and Lisbeth not already best friends? <laughs> <laughs> he pats himself in the chest like me, and it dust goes. Poof. <laughs> and Rowan's like, uh, that's probably here. I'll I'll show you where the where the wash. Uh, no, is. no, no, no. I don't I'm not doing that, you know it. And then, well, you're not cooking in here. <laughs> but, but I can do that. Shoot out, like literally, physically push out, not even shoot out at this point. Yeah. And then at some point you hear a, no, you gonna make me in your. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he runs out the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was weird. You hear Rowan saying. Okay, I think we'll wrap it up there tonight. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, big shout out to DA Nichols as always for writing our music. Also, check us out on our social medias at Tomes of the Chaos Bard on Twitter, on Instagram. Email us at tome, uh, chaosbardpod at gmail.com. Also, shout out to our sponsor, Nerd, Nerd Alert Treasures. Use Tomies for a 15% off of all her stuff. Check it out. There's lots of fun. D&D dice bags and they're customizable too so don't forget that also uh, give us a five star review we will Solomon will give you a shout out a rating and a review so we can give you a shout out with that I am DM Dave and to the right we have Fenrir Roscoe Lila and Garatha and Henley and until next time we unroll the scroll to tell the tale bye